Blog Talk Radio. We live! We're live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. And what's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation, as well as our Page One Nation. Uh, for those of you listening from coast to coast and around the world, welcome to another edition of Page One, really the first one that we've had for the new year. Uh, it is January 12th. Uh, for those of you elsewhere, it's now the 13th. <laughs> so glad that you could be with us. So glad that we are back with you uh, for another year. Uh, <laughs> of page one, I, I feel like we've. I feel. I don't know. I feel like we've done this for like ten years, uh, <laughs> but I think we've only done this for a few. I got to go back and look in the record. But uh, with all of those, I am so glad to be with my wonderful friend Mary. How are you? Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year to those people who are out on Twitch and and you know the Blog Talk Radio Nation. How are you doing? I am good. Uh, by the way, I did not uh, forget all of you uh, over on Twitch. Um, and sorry, I, I got to do something for legal wise. Okay. Um, so I'm glad for all of you, all of you who join us there or wherever you may find us. I'm always amazed at where uh, people are listening. Um I know some people sometimes may have questions about where we're at, uh, and I know I have questions where they're at, but I'm good. Uh, I'm doing okay. Of course, things are always day by day. We're always that way. Uh, I kind of wonder as we get towards winter, because this is winter, uh, of how, you know, it's like once you reach a certain age, you wonder how your body will hold up through like extreme temperatures. I think that's how I feel. I go through winter with a little bit of trepidation because the colder it gets, and for those of you who don't know about Chicago, um, this has a reputation of being, because it's in the Midwest, of being a really cold area uh, come winter. Um, I, I think I'm so used to it. Wherever I go, it's probably always going to be warmer to me. Um, but we are expected to hit rock bottom on temperatures here soon. Uh, I know it's a difference of temperature, but Monday, one below zero will be the high, not the low, the high. <laughs> so, yes, I will be at home. <laughs> uh, one below zero. And that's uh, Fahrenheit, people. So Don't you, don't you miss you. it? Um. No. <laughs> I took you a second to think about it, so I think you do. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't. I I don't. No, no, no. I can always send some your way. Um, yeah, no, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I have no problems with that. I can share with anyone. Anyway, I am a sharer. So if any of you want cold weather, this is the place to be. I'm looking to go 
uh, somewhere warm, preferably with a beach uh, in 80s to, like, 90s, and we'll, we'll be good. But hopefully we'll get there soon enough. This year goes – the year goes by so fast. I swear we were just minutes ago or probably days ago celebrating the beginning of 2023. Now here we are in 2024. One thing I did not know, and I'm pretty sure uh, for those of you that probably didn't know, did you know that if you had a calendar from 1996, the exact days will match with 2024? So if you're a hoarder, you can go back to, 20, to 1996. You're bring in luck. The, bring back those uh, uh, prices, please. Yes. <laughs> and we thought prices in the mid-90s were high. But no, yes, it's the exact same thing. I think the actress, Debbie Dunning, who used to be on Home Improvement, which was a show with Tim Allen, and she was the tool girl, I think uh, she is selling a calendar from 96. I think she did actually do a calendar uh, back in 1996. I think those are running for like $100. Um, so, Yeah. Hundred um, bucks for a calendar that's out of date? Yeah. It's autographed. <laughs> no doubt. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I thought you I thought you might be interested. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> speaking of interested, um coming up tonight, uh we will have the almanac. Uh, we'll also take a look at what's trending, Retro Bubble of the Week. Uh, we got some old business to get out of the way because um, last week I kind of gave you all a little bit of like a, a snap into, because normally at the end of the year we do our end of the year show. Unfortunately, uh, and I'm not afraid to call out this entity <laughs> that we are on, had some technical issues, thus preventing us from doing our end of the year show. Wasn't our fault. Not like we did not want to be here, uh, but unfortunately, we weren't able to do it. And I didn't want to give away the farm last week, but I did tell you all my top stories for 2023. What I will do tonight is uh, before we head to the Retro Mobile of the Week, I'll give you my person of the year, entertainer of the year, athlete of the year, and a bold prediction for 2024. Um, but yes, that will kind of be our night tonight along with some potpourri. Um, we had a lot of different stories that we did not reach. Thing no, I didn't know if you knew this. Uh, are you, you, and I think you've mentioned it before, you're a Lego fan, correct? Yes. Uh, that is something that um, kiddo and I do together often when we have Lego sets. That's something that we can both sit down and, and use to reconnect with each other. Um, so yes, big fan. Uh, I know people don't like stepping on them, but what do you do? <laughs> I think that won our tournament of pain a few years ago. I was close to it. Uh-oh. It was very close. If I don't remember, if I don't recall incorrectly, if I recall correctly, there's the words I was looking for. <laughs> so I was kind of shocked to see that Lego. Uh, as of January 1st, uh, they're, they're launching it now, it is an 822-piece bouquet of roses set. Ooh. 
So the flower-themed sets have gotten more popular over the past few years, and so launching now is Bouquet of Roses. Uh, I heard, or what somebody says, that it actually does grow, but I don't know about all that. Um, But in time for Valentine's Day, uh, the upcoming Lego Bouquet of Roses arrives with 822 pieces, which assembles a dozen of the flowers. Uh, you're not just getting 12 of the same build, however. The set includes four roses in full-blown, as well as some added variety for the rest. There's four that are in the process of blooming, as well as four rose buds with some small white flowers, which Mary hates because that's baby's breath. Uh, it all combines into a very lovely display piece that has all the same unique parts, usage, and attention to detail that you come to love about Lego. Uh, but it's not the first time. Uh, there have been a smaller set on store shelves for years now. That one only had two flowers. Uh, the smaller version will remain on shelves for those who don't want to pay for the full bouquet. Uh, the is a fifty nine ninety nine price tag, and for it's a part of the bouquet or the small flowers. The Lego rose bouquet is fifty nine ninety nine. I would hope oh. so. Uh, and they've released some over the years, but there is the twenty twenty four collection. That's being revealed ahead of the year, and it joins an assortment of other models that's uh, been covered. Uh, there's other bouquets out. There's one already that's tiny plants, an orchid, a wildflower bouquet, a dried flower centipede, a bonsai tree, succulents, and a flower bouquet. So if you're looking to say I love you and you don't want your flowers to die, you can go get someone a Lego bouquet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hint, so, yeah. hint to someone out there. Yeah. Uh, they still are coming out with additional ones. I think uh, I saw the list. There's uh, a lot of Star Wars ones that I know that are coming up along the way. Uh, and then some from, yeah, it's a, yeah. I think they even have a Lego Jar Jar Binks Brickheads <laughs> that's coming out. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a ton of it. You can, of course, go to your local Lego store and do all of that. Uh, mm-hmm. The other thing that was interesting that we were going to talk about a couple of weeks ago, and I did not get a chance to finish, uh, was a story, because you're going to hear about AI here quite a bit <laughs> tonight. Sorry but that's how advanced we are. Uh, But there was a story uh, that I was going to pull a few weeks ago, but we saved it for tonight. This has to do with the fact that AI, uh, there's an AI death calculator that will predict when you you die or when you'll die. Uh, So what happened uh, in the report – it's a professor of networking complex systems from the Technical University of Denmark. Uh, its co-authors introduced an algorithm known as Life2Vec, which uses select details of an individual's life, including income, profession, residence, and health history, to determine life expectancy with 78% correctness. Uh, the researchers in Denmark and the U.S. developed that algorithm, uh, but what they do is that it's slightly different from uh, the chat GPD, GPT, um, which some people use 
to help land them jobs or even curate the perfect outfit. But this one uh, computes the outcomes of a man or woman by examining their past. They say that the model can predict almost anything. Uh, they predicted death because it's something people have worked on for many years, for example, insurance companies, so they had a good sense of what was possible. Researchers input detailed facts about a person into the algorithm to determine whether they would live for at least four years after January 1st, 2016. Uh, what they did was that they examined a heterogeneous subject population of 6 million Danish people who varied in sex and age between 2008 and 2020. They used the life to discover which of the subjects would likely live for at least four years beyond that January 1st date. And they said that the scale of their data set allowed them to construct sequence-level representation of individual human life trajectories. So what they also do, uh, well... It's a bunch of codes. It's a bunch of science. I'm not going to nerd out on you tonight. But uh, they said the algorithm will not be used to make judgments against individuals once it's available to the general public. Uh, they said that they could still learn from the system as to what factors that might help you live longer. They haven't gone deep with it, but that's another important application of the model. Uh, the bot's currently uh, not currently available to the general public or corporations. Uh, but upon its mass rollout, should it ever become open for mainstream use, the prober says the AI likely won't be used to apprise uh, specific individuals in instances like writing insurance policies or making hiring decisions. So would you want to know? <laughs> no, Based off I'm just saying of... right now, no, I don't want to know how flesh, <laughs> when I'm going to die. Because I'm a weirdo that like, oh, I have five days. Well, in that five days, I have to accomplish these things. And then five days later, <laughs> I haven't accomplished anything, and I've procrastinated, and now I'm going to die. No, thanks. Well, here's the thing. With, <laughs> it doesn't take into effect if something sudden happens. You know, like if you're in an accident, that doesn't say you got that. If you stepped out and got hit by a car, you know, it doesn't state or it's not going to predict that. You know, if the world ends tomorrow, we can all come back and be like, well, your AI didn't work. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I guess based, I mean, if you're either a smoker or if you do particular things, I'm just glad that they said that they're not going to use it to determine insurance policies or jobs because that's like a huge, so it's kind of like, you know, if we get the job, it's all going to depend on to if, you know, I'm going to outlive Bob. You know, <laughs> no, I don't want that to be a factor in the job decision or in my insurance. Like, oh, it looks like you're going to die in like 2077. So, no, your insurance is going to be higher. You know, no, no, I, I hope not. Um, so, I knew your answer was going to be no. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Not even it's a little. A, not even, not, no, I do not. I do not. Mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. Not even. A, not even a little curious. <laughs> <Mm-mm>. No. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Nope. Good to know. Um, Sorry, and, there's a shout out on my channel. <laughs> it's making me laugh so much. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, keep going. <laughs> You can turn a shout out if you want to. 
It's not. It's oh, okay. no, no, no. We already, get, we already did the shout-out. I'm just listening to it while it was on the screen. It was great. Oh. I thought it's it might be shout-out to the life to effect. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last thing uh, that was the most interesting thing I've read, uh, here in the U.S., and I don't know if it happens elsewhere, but if you're driving on the highway and you find those uh, message signs that display, like, the notices to warn drivers of delays or weather conditions or crashes ahead, uh, when Ford they aren't Vegas, being... Ford Vegas, our sign guy just goes nuts. It's great. Yeah. So when they aren't being used for specific alerts, oftentimes they'll display broader messages like reminder or tell motorists not to drive drunk. Sometimes some states have fun with those messages and work little jokes into them. However, the U.S. Department of Transportation uh, is now telling the uh, road sign comedians to knock it off. The Federal yeah. Highway Administration, which is a subsection of the DOT, has issued new guidelines for safety messages that forbid funny messages, as it claims they're distracting. However, there's an argument to be made about the opposite that's true. Uh, some people say that, you know, if you're taking your signs off, or if you're taking your eyes off the road to read the sign, regardless of its humor or lack thereof, uh, that, <coughs> excuse me, the, the funnier signs are more memorable. And what may happen is that folks may take out their phone, take a photo. Uh, some uh, may slow down to read it. Uh, there was a couple of examples. <coughs> Excuse me. Having a tough time. Hydrate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Actually, I feel like I should, let's see. I did have something here. Where is my, where's my music? Um, <laughs> didn't we have like some emergency music before where it's like, uh, I think I'm going to do that. Please hold for technical I, difficulties. No, I know. Before you, I'm going to give you a chance to take a sip of water or what have you, hydrate what you need to do while you're coughing here. Um, in the Las Vegas area on our major highways, um, our guy is actually very witty. I'm not going to say funny because it's not always funny, but it's it's nice to be able to read. Like some of them were like, for example, for New Year's, uh, don't drink and drive this New Year's, you know. Or fireworks are the only things that need to shine, don't get lit this New Year's, or something like that. Um, but it was basically that kind of thing. Don't yeah, take a drive. So, yeah, I know the examples that they had here was some of the documented ones was one from Ohio that says, visiting in-laws, slow down, get there late. <laughs> and then there was another one that Ohio ran during Christmas time that referenced the movie A Christmas Story. The sign read, Life is fragile, drive safe. Mm -hmm. And so a DOT study in 2022 found that many drivers didn't understand the funny messages they saw on road signs, which I don't get that. Another legitimate issue with the lighthearted signs was that they could be too funny or popular, causing drivers to take out their phones, like I said, while behind the wheel to snap pictures. Despite the potential downside, state dots argue that the more humorous signs get their messages across better because drivers actually pay attention to them without turning, uh, tuning them out immediately. So this has now come down to a battle, but uh, the uh, said that the recommendation would be that while they're useful and humor should be allowed, uh, but unfortunately that's not going to happen here. So it looks like DOT is now giving these states a couple of years to get their act together and unfortunately, be more serious with the signage. 
So two things. I have two opinions of this. One that has to deal with people that didn't get how it was funny. Those people are the Karens. And if you don't know if you're a Karen, you are. Um, just kidding. Um, but the the people that don't get it are the people that are complaining. And they're like, life is too serious right now. If I could get some kind of humor from the sign, I'd rather. I drive these roads. I read those signs. I I immediately look away when it's something like, don't drink and drive. Don't forget to buckle your seatbelt. I immediately turn away from that because it's like, duh, I already know that. I'm on the road. And if I'm not going to do it, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to follow your sign. Mm-hmm. You know, like of that mindset. I just. <laughs> <laughs> I like those signs. I, I don't know. I do what, too. I think they're great. I, I but I also more, get the humor. Right. It's more effective. So I was like, you know, like the fragile at Christmas story. I was like, if you don't get that, I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> Right. That would make me want to be more careful. So, lighten up the Department of Transportation. Well, yeah. you know, it's government. What do you do? They're dumb. Yes. Uh, the opinions and views expressed by the... <laughs> <laughs> I think they're swell. <laughs> I think they're dumb. Come at me. I want you knocking down my door. <laughs> oh, yes. Tackle me. Uh, yes. I dare you. <laughs> to the Almanac, because we haven't done this with you all in a while. This is January. Uh, it's World Health Esteem Month. It's also National CBD Month, National Soup Month. Uh, it is also uh, National Hot Tea Month. Uh, blood donor month is this month, so if you've had an opportunity to donate blood, uh, please do so. As for the upcoming days, as we said, today is January 12th. I lose track of days, even after the holiday. Um, Hot tea. Are you still writing 23, by the way? No. Actually, I've been very good with that. You know you know when I start writing 23? In, like, June. February. <laughs> <laughs> Later in the year, <laughs> I don't do it right away because my brain is like it's 24, and you know sometimes I have to stop and think because when you're looking at things that have happened, you're like, man, 2023 is kicked off to a bad start. You're like, oh no, no, wait, it's 24. So yeah, it's uh, we didn't get a chance also to talk about the anniversary of some things coming up this year. Uh, a lot of things um, that happened 50th anniversary of uh, also. Um, 25th anniversary. Uh, we'll do that down the line. Uh, but since today is the 12th, I will tell you all that today is Kiss a Ginger Day. <laughs> so if you haven't, uh, you go right ahead and do that. Um, National Marzipan. Ginger Day. Yes. You know gingers have no souls, right? If you kiss a ginger, then you're most likely they're gonna steal your soul. Um. <laughs> I love my gingers; they're great. 
let's see. Let's take a look here at famous redheads. It says here, really? Zendaya? <laughs> really? No, I was looking. I was like, Zendaya is a redhead? According to this, it says deep auburn ombre. But uh, No. She might have colored her hair red once, but no. Then it says Gigi Hadid, Emma Stone, Jessica Chastain. I knew Jessica Chastain was. Uh, of course, Christina Hendricks. I would not mind losing my soul. Um, <laughs> Amy Adams uh, is another one. Uh, and then when it comes to the most famous redheads of all time, of course, yeah, Julianne Moore, Prince Harry. Um, Prince Harry. Mm. <laughs> He's one Nicole that needs Kid- a soul. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Uh, Olympian Sean White. Uh, like I said, Christina Hendricks. Oh, it has Carmen San Diego here. <laughs> <laughs> Where in the world is Carmen San Come on, Diego. I can't do that. Thank you. That's like the best song ever. It's like even from the start, you know it's going to be a good song. So, yeah. Uh, Ron Howard, uh, actress Anne Margaret. Uh, as a famous Does Ron hat. Howard count anymore? Because Ron Howard's bald. <laughs> he still has some hair. Um, I don't want to know where. Oh, Strawberry Shortcake is also on this list. <laughs> nice. Let's see. Actor Damian Lewis is on this list. Uh, Reba McIntyre. Um, Michael Fassbender, they say, is a redhead. Mm-hmm. Um, Raggedy Ann and Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, Conan O'Brien, uh, Isla Fisher. Ooh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Chuck Norris is on this list. Chuck oh, Norris is a redhead. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. Bryce Dallas Howard. He could steal anybody, so he just could kick it out of him. <laughs> uh, Ron Howard's daughter, Bryce Dallas Howard, is a redhead as well. Yeah, she's she she so I cool. About that. She's a very pretty redhead. Um, Axel Rose is a redhead. Uh, Bella Thorne, and 900 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actress Deborah Messing, uh, also uh, actress Marsha Cross. They have Pippi Longstocking on here. <laughs> Pippi Longstocking was a redhead. Nice. Uh, then, oh, I forgot Lena Katina is one singer, Lena Katina, who used to be a part of that group, Tattoo. Um, American Girl doll named Felicity is a redhead. That's all I see. They're counting. Oh, whatever. Yeah, I, they counted Pippi no Longstocking and Raggedy Ann, for heaven's sakes. Yeah, you knew the minute that they were counting Raggedy Ann and Andy. That was pretty much, yeah. Uh, it's also National Marzipan Day today. It is National Curry Chicken Day, National Pharmacist Day. Tomorrow it is Korean American Day, National Sticker Day. It is National Vision Board Day, which is the second Saturday in January. Do you have a vision board? I do not. I do not. No? Okay. No, I do uh, not. I don't need a vision board. But National Sticker Day. We need more stickers. I thought you were going to say, well, I know for you it would be more stickers and more glitter. Yes, lots of glitter, lots of stickers. 
and all we'll in one package so that when you open it, it like flies out at people. Well, see, if you did a vision board, you could put stickers and glitter on it. Yeah, but that takes work. <laughs> <laughs> I want to just pour stuff into an envelope, send it to somebody else, have them open it and have it fly all over their house, and then they have to clean it up. But then even while they're cleaning it up and annoyed with me, they're still smiling about it because you cannot not smile at glitter. Uh, I'm just saying. I had a joke in there, and I'm not going to go there. Um, It's also tomorrow, Stephen Foster Memorial Day. It is National Peach Melba Day. It is also National Rubber Ducky Day. Rubber duckies! I love rubber duckies. Rubber ducky, you're, you're the one. <laughs> you make fast time so much fun. Which one? <laughs> um. <laughs> and now it's stuck in everyone's heads. You're yes. welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome, everyone. Aren't you glad you came back to this in 2024? <laughs> um, Yay! The 14th is National Sunday Supper Day. Well, I forgot to ask you. Do you have a rubber ducky? I used to have a rubber ducky. I do not have an official rubber ducky, but that's okay. Oh. <laughs> I, I don't, not anymore, but that's okay. I can always get one. Hmm. Uh, ratification Day is January 14th. It is also National Dress Up Your Pet Day. <sighs> don't embarrass your pets, people. Uh, you, don't have to, national... you don't have to embarrass your pets to dress them up. They can wear a nice bow tie. I rest my case. Uh, it's also National Hot Pastrami Sandwich Day. Ooh. <laughs> Melted cheese. Uh, and then it is National Bagel Day on the 15th. National Booch Day for kombucha, if you drink that. Yeah. Uh, National Strawberry Ice Cream Day. National Hat Day. I could get behind. Yes. (laughs) National Hat Day is also in the day. And, of course, Monday here in the United States, it is Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is a federal holiday. It's Monday in January uh, on Monday. And on Tuesday, it is National Without a Scalpel Day. It is National Fig Newton Day. It is National Religious Freedom Day. National Nothing Day. I swore we just had a day like that. Um, Do nothing national, day, not nothing day. There's a difference. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> With nothing. Uh, national Classy Day. Keep it classy on the Savage Team. <laughs> San Diego. <laughs> and it is also National Bootleggers Day. Uh, national Hot Buttered Rum Day is the 17th. Get to Know Your Customers Day, the third Thursday of each quarter. Uh, National Michigan Day coming up on January 18th, and Heck I, know you. How, I know how my friend feels here, uh, <laughs> but in college football, um, maybe it was a good thing she was not here last weekend because I know she would have been nervous, uh, but her beloved University of Michigan, the Wolverines, uh, won college football's <laughs> national championship. Um, so, yes. Um, I, Sorry. I, 
Yes, I would say that I'm happy for you, but I know how you feel because you're going to say, well, I didn't play. So I will say congratulations. I didn't play, but I am happy to be – it is a good day to be a Michigan fan. (laughs) Who has it better than Michigan? Nobody. (laughs) Nobody. Yes. Bet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is National – Thesaurus Day on January 18th as well. Does anybody use a thesaurus anymore? I do, but I'm old school. I also still use the dictionary to check my spelling. I don't rely on word. I do not rely on spell check because spell check (laughs) has too many stupid words in it. That was the purpose of spell check. Is to catch your stupid words? No. (laughs) <laughs> oh man uh, <laughs> The 18th is also National Peking Duck Day The thing that they Like put into foil In the shape um, of a duck Your leftovers I think so Is that the, is that the official duck <laughs> <laughs> You're supposed all, to be all the I, world All I can think of is a Christmas story When they went to go eat on day because it's smiling at me. (laughs) Um, January 18th is also a special day because it is National Winnie the Pooh Day. Mm. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Yes. I love my honey. Um, January 19th. January 19th is National Use Your... Uh, actually, it's not. That's actually going to go into the 20th. But January 19th next week, it's only one particular day. It is National Popcorn Day. Popcorn. Corn. America. Uh, <laughs> it's National Popcorn Day. So enjoy some popcorn. Uh, by the way, I did have one more thing. Um uh, for folks out there that was one of the most interesting things that I read and I forgot about it because we weren't here a couple weeks ago but um, I'm going to ask a very personal question of you oh god uh, <laughs> as a matter of fact I'll ask it of anyone out there um, what color underwear did you wear going into the new year? <laughs> Dude, because... I can't remember the color of underwear I wore yesterday. <laughs> I wouldn't know what color of underwear I wear. I can't even say it. I can't remember the color of underwear I wore. Now I'm checking what color of underwear I'm wearing today, for heaven's sake. <laughs> I can't remember what I wore yesterday. I'm not going to remember what I wore 12 days ago. <laughs> I know what color underwear I have in my my drawers. A lot of them. What are you wearing today? Black. Um, So according to InStyle, the colors that people should consider wearing are red, white, yellow, black, green, pink, and blue, according to the parade. Yellow? Yellow? Yes. Uh, And brown's not a good color for underwear either. I mean, it might hide some things. <laughs> Point at you guys, but... <sighs> well, okay. each color symbolized a different fortune. 
okay. if it was red, you were looking to start the new year with love, romance, or a rekindled relationship. Um, mm. If you were wearing white, it symbolizes purity and peace and is the color undergarment it says you should wear if you're looking for tranquility in the new year. Mm-hmm. Uh, people who are serenity within their at-home life, work, or relationships should wear white to exclude or uh, exude that manifestation. Yellow, uh, the one that you did not want, actually might be the one you might consider getting because it says as bright as yellow is, wearing blonde-colored underwear, your new year even brighter. Yellow is often related to wealth and prosperity. So wearing the <laughs> so it could bring financial gains, a job promotion, or even a lottery win. Okay. Bet, bet you're going to go and buy some yellow underwear now. Uh, nope. <laughs> I have yellow underwear, but it's not what you should be wearing into the new year. <laughs> For, there's, um, also, there's also words on the butt of it, but I'm not going to tell you what those are either. <laughs> Probably, Happy I'm guess New Year. Either, I'm going to say pink or Victoria's Secret. <laughs> <laughs> no and no. <laughs> Doesn't say jockey. I know it won't. <laughs> nope. It's just three words, actually. I will tell you because I don't even care. On the of my yellow underwear, it has three words. Letters or words? You got this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, stop, Lamar. Stop. Don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> I do have a question well, after you're done with the colors of underwear. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, for those who are looking to bark on a new year with power, wearing black underwear is the way to assert that control. Black represents power. Yeah. Elegance, sophistication, status, and formality. And it says that. Ringing into the year wearing black ensures that those around you that you are forced to be reckoned with. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) With green, it says the new year means another chance to redeem yourself and wearing green, which signifies a rebirth, could make it possible. Uh, It may lead you to meet people who help guide you in a better direction. The color also symbolizes good health, togetherness, and perhaps fittingly nature. Uh, Pink, you can look forward to sweet reunions and fellowship with friends, coworkers, and colleagues. The color can inspire people to love, nurture, and share compassion with others. Uh, blue is associated with health and healing. So if you're prioritizing your mental and physical health, uh, wearing blue underwear may help keep you on track. So, yes, sometimes so it does what, come down. what does it mean if you're not wearing any other underwear when you ring in the new year? That means that you As are if you are going commando. <laughs> uh, that means that uh, you are a favorite of any everyone. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like that's um, all the colors. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. Yes, it, it represents every color, uh, and you've covered all your bases. <laughs> I I yeah. No, I I will tell you that this year. Going into 2024, I don't remember what color underwear I was wearing, but I was wearing underwear because I was with family ranging from the ages of 5 to 46. So there was underwear involved in that. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) But I can tell you what color. Yes. Gray. 
Um, <laughs> just picking a color. I'm trying to think of what color underwear I have. I have like the rainbow. Actually, I have rainbow underwear. <laughs> that means that you, you're trying to cover all your bases once again. <laughs> rainbow or or nothing at all is you're covering all your bases. <laughs> I guess that's that's gonna be my oh, guess. Oh God. I can only oh, imagine God. which one okay. you're saying right now. Twitch, um, Twitch TOS has been broken. Glad <laughs> I'm not on camera. Can't see how red no. my face is. No. Um, no. Also, with old business to get out of the way before we get to the retro moment of the week tonight, um, I wanted to kind of at least go back through and Mary can if she wants to, or if she doesn't, that's fine. Uh, but uh, because we weren't able to be with you for our end of the year show. Uh, normally that is when we have our year-end awards. Um, so, I mean, did you remember any of yours that you had? The only, the only one that I remember, I remember AI was one of the, the um, <clears throat> one of the things that I was going to, it might've been my prediction. That was something that I was going to talk about. Um, and then like uh person of the year, I think it was, I picked the um, writers and screen actors that did the strike for the writers oh. deal for the, for them the, okay. this year um, for fighting for making sure that they were, that they were covered for equality and then trying to really get ahead of like AI writing stories and, and et cetera. Um, I know I, I was talking, there was something else that came up on my top five stories, but I can't remember. And I lost my little sheet that had everything. But yeah, there was a lot. I remember going through and just looking at the stories over the year and forgot how much happened. Isn't it amazing? Over 2023. Doesn't it seem like the stuff that happened earlier in the year had happened last year? Yeah. Like it was insane. I, I can't. I and I wish I could remember what I chose, but it was like, man. Well, I can tell you, <clears throat> my athlete of the year was uh, Shohei Otani, who once again had, before he got injured, before the end of the year in Major League Baseball, just another huge year uh, that kind of culminated with him getting a huge contract with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, I think it was what seven hundred million. <laughs> Something um, ridiculous. My entertainer of the year one, there were two for sure front runners, but the person that I picked kind of had a pre- – it's, it's a controversial pick, and I love going with controversy, uh, because this person had, by all means from a music standpoint, a huge year, but it mm-hmm. went under the radar. Uh, I chose this uh, – the singer Ice Spice is my entertainer of the year. Um, started off. I remember year. who I picked for that now. When you're done. Oh, do you? <laughs> who did you choose? Oh no, I picked Taylor Swift. Ah, you can't that argue was on my list. with how big her year was. Yeah. But I didn't pick I, I, her as person of the year. I picked her as entertainer of the year. Uh, you kind of gave away my person of the year because it was Taylor Swift. <laughs> 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 I didn't want to give her two. So, and as badly as I want to choose Beyonce as well, but Taylor Swift just had a huge year last year. You know, everything from her concert movie to her tour 
to being the um, the focus of football games to award shows. I, I I'm surprised to tell Swift's not. Hey man, I need to take a break. <laughs> I'm just gonna go on an island, my own personal island. You won't see me for about. She's had that busy of a year to where. Uh, you know, it wasn't probably any other day that you did not see her on TV or hear her on the radio. Um, and the crowds or her fans or legions of fans just continue to um, adore her. I, and I know some people are like, oh, it's almost like she's like some type of, uh, what's the word I want to use? Probably like, you know, somebody that they're all like, uh, their yeah, like a cult leader, but I was like, you know, uh, it is not unlike other groups of bands out there. Beyonce has the same amount of people the who beehive, are very, yeah, yeah, who are committed to her. Um, you know, was it BTS has you know their legions of fans. You know, so she's not doing anything any different from what other musicians and artists are doing. So. Um, did you have a prediction though for the year? I, I don't remember it, but I think it was the the AI thing. There was something ah. about AI. I know that that AI is going to be big this coming year. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, um, and I know that we have a we had that story to talk about. So I think it's going to be along those lines with AI. That that's going to be the big thing this year. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, we will have a uh, AI story here coming up in just a few moments. Uh, that is, uh, and actually, I saw the other day that Cheryl Crow, um, she had put out a video today. I think she has a song that's coming out here in the next few days, and she said that a lot of it, she was explaining it, a lot of it has to do with AI and how you know it's kind of taking away from musicians. Uh, ability to create. So you're going to hear a lot about that this year. Um, but um, yeah, we will be definitely talking about that here coming up in a few minutes uh, on the program. But uh, yeah, that was it. So uh, I had had like my uh, top stories that I shared with you all um, last week. Uh, but yeah, that was the, the list. Oh, my 2024 predictions. Um it's kind of more entertainment-based. Well, one's entertainment-based, one's political-based. Um, of course, this year, I think around the world, there's something like over 30 major elections for world leaders going on this year, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but among the ones that will probably be the most watched is the U.S. presidential elections, which will be taking place here in November. Uh, my prediction was that we will not have a clear-cut winner until after January 1st of 2025. Wow. Uh, That is my prediction. Uh, Also, from an entertainment standpoint, uh, I am predicting at the Oscars that both, well, this was kind of like a dual um, kind of prediction. I am predicting that Billie Eilish will once again, I think she won last year, she'll win again this year for Best Song for Motion Picture. Uh, She'll get it for the Barbie movie. And 
also Barbie and Oppenheimer will have 11 nominations or more apiece. So that is my prediction. You heard it here first. Okay. Uh, so coming up, uh, Retro Mode of the Week. Uh, I'm hoping that this works with us. <laughs> we'll see. Um, I'm a little nervous because I just realized something as we were doing this show, and hopefully you're all still with us. Uh, kind of had a weird little glitch on my screen that was showing that we weren't here, but we are here. <laughs> we're here. We all hear each other. We're live. Um, we live. Mess- yes. So it kind of messed up uh, where the retro moments were sitting, but hey, that's fine. We can we can do this on the fly. We're good. Um, so we're going to do that. And then when we return, like I said, some more stories. We'll take a look at what's trending. And then, um, yeah, just a regular old Friday night, page one. But uh, enjoy. Uh, I know especially you'll enjoy the first one if you're here in the U.S. Uh, but this is page one. Laura Mary on this Friday night, January 12th. Thanks for joining us. We'll be right back in just a moment. Aladdin Stanley Thermos. Stanley, the tough, all-steel thermos bottle that's completely defendable and built to take a bounding year after year. Get the tough one, because a thermos bottle means more to you than a picnic. It's some kind of tough thermos bottle. and news you need to know. Here's LaVar and Mary. Welcome back to page one on this Friday night with LaVar and Mary. Uh, to all of you listening to us coast to coast here on Blog Talk Radio or on Spotify, and for those of you listening to us over on Twitch, uh, so glad that you could join us. Um, so AI, before we went to the break, we talked about that. That was one of uh, the topics on Mary's list for one of the stories uh, from 2023. But AI apparently now is clawing its way, and I think we discussed this a little bit before the holidays about, and I think we joked about it, about how it could make its way into entertainment in some odd way. Well, now it is. Uh, The late, great George Carlin has a new comedy special out thanks to the use of AI technology. But one person who's up in arms about it is his daughter, Kelly. Uh, The producer-screenwriter dished her thoughts on the new AI special, George Carlin, I'm Glad I'm Dead, that's making the rounds right now. 
Uh, it's a special in which a fake George Carlin recreated through an AI program cranked out new jokes in the vein of the real McCoy. Uh, while it sounds like him and the delivery is the same, too, as are the topics he famously touched on, like religion and some new material on Elon Musk, streaming and more, uh, Kelly responded laying it all out there in a statement saying that, quote, my dad spent a lifetime perfecting his craft from his, from his very human life, brain, and imagination. No machine will ever replace his genius. She says artificial intelligence products are, quote, clever attempts at trying to recreate a mind that will never exist again, adding the whole thing, quote, stepped over a line. She urges folks to let the artist's work speak for itself, reminding fans that the real George Carlin has 14 specials that are available everywhere if you want to listen to the actual material. The bizarre stand-up set was made as part of a podcast, Dudsey, uh, hosted by Will Sasso and Chad Coltrane, and folks online have been siding with Kelly, thinking the whole thing is just weird. Um, and as they, Kelly said, uh, you know, that the AI, uh, even though uh, however close it will get to the real thing, it will never top the perfection that he brought to the stage for decades. Uh, it is strange times indeed what people are doing with AI. Um, I think we had talked on this a little bit in regards to music, but now it's steeping its way into uh, comedy and things that we remember from uh, what people have done. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think that Kelly is overreacting, or do you think she has a valid point? I'm I'm on Kelly's side. Um, two things. I am a huge Carlin fan. Um, love his like candor. I guess is what it is. He he never apologized for being just a little bit offensive but then mm-hmm. he was never he never went over a line that shouldn't have gone over does that make sense like he, he stayed sense. within the right like he yeah he was offensive about religion let's just pick one that he was offensive about sometimes um he may have been offensive about religion but he never said don't believe he right. never said if you believe you're an idiot he never said anything like that he just said here's what I think about it and what he thought about it and the way he told that was funny and I think that Kelly is correct Um, you can't recreate that without being rude to people that'd be like bringing back Robin Williams and I just don't I don't no I don't I don't like it like it's one thing to do it's one thing to look at it and see that, you know, that is a potential. And it's a totally different thing to take that potential and do something like that, I guess, mm-hmm. is where I'm at. So I agree with Kelly. Nah, I'm with her. You know, there are a lot of other things that we could use um, AI for. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think, and it's not going to be accepted by a lot of folks in regards to trying to recreate uh, someone that's beloved. Because where do you where do you start and where do you stop? You know, um, is somebody going to start recreating uh, old dead politicians? Or are we going to start recreating? you know, and doing their voices over stuff that, you know, uh, in regards to present day stuff, 
Are we going to, uh, you know, it's just like it's, it's an avalanche of things. And she's right. You know, one of the things is that, you know, in regards to your favorite comedian, whether they're here or not, is that we always go back and we watch some of their old works. And in your mind, you can reimagine it to some of the topics of the day if they were here because you knew where they stood. I don't think that there is a need to go back and do an AI. And if they were doing it for humor, if they were doing it for profit, um, I guess if you were doing it for humor, different story. But even then, you know, when it's stuff like this, I will take a hard pass. And I think we've said it before where it's like I have no interest at all. Um, and, you know, a comedy special from George Carlin without seeing George Carlin actually say it. Because we don't know how he would have done it. You could come close, but it's not going to be the same from the man himself. And I just, no. There's just some things with AI you were just going to have to let lie and be okay with. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. it's just going to have to stay there, you know? I agree, 100%. So, 100%. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm with Kelly 100% on that one. It's not, yeah. <laughs> it, it's just not kosher. Yeah, you, you can't really do it. And I, I have no interest over it. Uh, another story that was making the rounds, uh, this one was on TMZ uh, this past week uh, around the holiday season, but there was a clip of parents hoping to motivate their young daughter to lose weight uh, by gifting her slim tea for Christmas. Uh, it was really, uh, social media was repulsed by it. Uh, in the video, the excited youngster unwrapped a gift to unveil a box of the slimming aid. She was clearly too young to, understood, to understand what it was, and her older siblings immediately caught on and threw their parents' looks of disgust. Uh, despite the siblings knowing that the gift is inappropriate for a young child, the dad behind the camera is undeterred as he urges his youngest to be grateful for the gift. The video shared to X, I still call it Twitter, drew intense scrutiny. Uh, <laughs> one person commenting the parents blaming the girl for her weight was disgusting as they were the ones mm. responsible for feeding her in the first place. Uh, others say that they've taken her childhood away from her, making her aware of her body from a young age and entitling uh, people to comment on it by sharing it on social media. Uh, of course, when it comes to slim teas, the FDA doesn't recognize them as being effective. Um, so there was an update where the father or the family uh, posted a second video saying that despite what the internet may think, they weren't the ones that gave her the slim tea. Instead, they said it was sent from a quote supporter of the video page. But even then I'm calling BS because if a quote supporter of the video page sent a gift to your small child. Wouldn't you open that up first to kind of see what it was before yeah. you kind of pass that on? <laughs> yeah, I would hope so. I know I would. Your, your thoughts? <laughs> uh, stupidity rises to the top of my thoughts. Um, <sighs> that child's going to have some trauma to deal with rises to the top of my thoughts. Um, when they figure it out, a uh, lot of BS. It just, yeah, I, I wrong on a lot of levels. I don't, I, I don't know how else to even put it because I know that, um, like, 
there was a time when I grew up that that was something that was pointed out to members of my family and myself um, about weight and that kind of thing. And I dealt with when I was younger, much younger, um, eating disorders. And I know that family members dealt with eating disorders. Um, it's not right. It's just, it's not right. And then to say, to, to try and, no, 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 it wasn't us. We didn't give it to them. Okay, well, that's even worse. Now you're not looking out for your kid's safety. Right. So which is it? Are you a bad parent because you're bullying them and, and possibly starting her down that path of having a, a an eating disorder or having trauma or having mental health issues stemming from those kind of trusts? Because these are people that she's supposed to trust. Mm-hmm. Um, so which one is it? Which bad side is it? Are you the bully or are you the person that is not looking out for the safety of your own child? Cause both are equally as bad in my book. Hmm. Wow. No, I, I mean, there's nothing else that can be said beyond that one as to what you just said, because it's just um, equally as bad and into, you know, they knew what it was filming her and then to sit there and watch this as this unfolds. It's heartbreaking, you know, because mm-hmm. um, as time goes on, unfortunately, this child, uh, you know, other people have now seen it. It is on social media. You know, I'm pretty sure her friends are not going to, or, you know, people that she goes to school with aren't going to, you know how kids are. They aren't going to be as forgiving. And it's always going to be known as, hey, you know what? You're this. Drink your tea. And that stuff, while you think that it's okay or you think that you're, quote, helping your child, it's not. Um, And just for the sake of, quote, likes and, you know, watchers to your site, screw all of that. Your child's, um, their mental ability is more important than, you know, having some listeners on a social media platform, you know? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, man, um, that's tough to watch. Uh, there's another story uh, right out of Chicago here. A 32-year-old Chicago area man is suing Facebook and more than two dozen women after he said that they defamed him on a Facebook page called Are We Dating the Same Guy? The trouble started in 2023, according to attorney Dan Nikolic. That's when Nikolic said his client, Nico D'Ambrosio, met a woman, according to the lawsuit filed at the U.S. District Court for Northern Illinois. D'Ambrosio said that the woman, quote, spent brief periods of time together on dates on a handful of occasions which were unremarkable. In November 2023, Nikolic said screenshots shared with the court showed that the woman commented on a post in the Chicago Are We Dating the Same Guy Facebook group. The original post was asking for any red flags or tea about D'Ambrosio. Very clingy, very fast, one woman commented. Flaunted money very awkwardly and kept talking about how I don't want to see his bad side, another one wrote. 
More screenshots showed the woman who commented as an anonymous member claimed that after she blocked his number, he used a different number to send her a text in which it appears he attacked her appearance. According to the group's description, the page is intended to be a space for women to get relationship advice, support, and, quote, is a place where women can warn other women about liars, cheaters, abusers, or anyone who exhibits any type of toxic or dangerous behavior. Uh, Nicholas said the group, quote, is almost like putting a scarlet letter on someone. Other members commented on the post about D'Ambrosio, and as a result of what Nikolic described, disparaging comments, his client's reputation, and potentially his career suffered. It's like a bad review for a restaurant, right? Nikolic said, everybody's piling on. How the service was bad, the food was bad. Uh, the uh, WVM here in Chicago uh, reached out to Meta and Facebook for comment. According to the lawsuit, D'Ambrosio is seeking monetary damages. Uh, no word on when that court case will start. Um, I didn't even know that things like that existed. I'm, I'm naive, and I'm pretty sure with social media, uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more. But uh, is the sewer uh, right and how that can hurt someone? Well, don't be an idiot. Sorry, I, I guess I, I guess I'm I guess question mark. But if if you ended up on that website, you must have done, or if you ended up on that Facebook page, then you must have done something dumb. And if they're if women are like, hey, this guy's this way, don't be that way. No <laughs> way. Do you think so that he? Do you think though that he will have a case here going into it as to how stuff like that can hurt or hurt him? I mean, yeah, kind of. I mean, thinking we just just the legality of it. Let's let's just look at the legality of it and leave my good on you, ladies. By the way, good on you, ladies, for starting it up. Um, Way to be solidarity right there. Uh, taking that, taking me out of that spot and putting on the, the legality of it. Possibly, it depends on if what he's saying, they're saying is inaccurate, can be proven or not. So he's got screenshots of the Facebook page or whatever. But if the people that are saying, you know, don't date this guy because he's um, he. I blocked his number and then he called me from a different number. If that person kept that information, then it's true. It's not a defamation. It's a fact. Just because it sucks doesn't mean it's a defamation. So we have to keep it very specific. Defamation is talking about you're saying something bad about their character that is either blatantly false or cannot be proven as your opinion. So, and, and it has to, it has to make your life moving forward worse for it. So if I said, this guy's got a, you know, a tiny package and he's trying to be a, you know, an adult film star and that ruins his chances moving forward for an adult being an adult film star, but I can't prove it. It's just an opinion that could be defamation. But if I say, I blocked his number and he was a creeper and 
used a different number and contacted me and then threatened me, and I have proof of that, then it's not defamation. That's a fact. And sucks to be you, dude. So, yeah, he might have a leg to stand on, depending on whether or not what the people were saying on the site or on that page, if what they were saying were was opinion or if it was true. Hmm. So, and just saying somebody sucks is not going to ruin your future. A lot of people say people suck. Sometimes it's in writing. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, we will definitely keep an eye on that and see where that one goes. Uh, I don't know if, yeah, you're right. I don't know if he's going to have much of a case because if he did do allegedly some of those things that they are saying, that's not good. But yeah, you're right. If they use that just to, uh, uh, take pot shots at him and it wasn't true, then that's going to totally change how some websites now will, uh, do things so that they're you have to be careful because I mean here's the whole thing like I said bad restaurant reviews does it happen because someone had a bad experience perhaps um, do some of them happen and it didn't happen or they over um, exaggerated it yeah <laughs> it's almost kind of like buyer beware you know <laughs> you kind of mm-hmm. have to you know do your own research and Unfortunately, you know, do your own stuff instead of talking to other people. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I've had situations where, you know, there would be a restaurant that some people thought was bad, and I went and I was like, what are they talking about? You know, <laughs> it was pretty mm-hmm. awesome. So I guess it all depends. Um, but we'll see where that goes. Um, front of the potpourri files tonight, uh, if you play guitar, and you're interested in joining one of the most acclaimed and commercially successful rock groups ever, now is your chance. The Smashing Pumpkins posted on social media that the band is in search of an additional guitarist. The application process is open to anyone who might be interested, the band said. Uh, The band's core consists of original members Billy Corgan, uh, James Eha, and Jimmy Chamberlain. Uh, They tour with bassist Jack Bates and multi-instrumentalist Katie Cole. Uh, The new guitarist is a likely replacement for Jeff Schroeder, who announced that he was leaving the band after 16 years in October. Uh, Just like this announcement, Schroeder was a fan of the band at the time. Uh, He said the opportunity seemed to come out of nowhere, and he was at UCLA working on his doctorate in comparative literature when a close friend messaged him and said the Smashing Pumpkins were looking for a guitar player. Uh, It's unknown if the current opening will contribute to potential future albums, but Schroeder was credited on six projects. Uh, applications may be submitted at spguitar at redlightmanagement.com. Uh, the band did not include specifics about the application. Uh, they'll, of course, uh, kick off a lengthy tour beginning in Birmingham, UK, on June 7th. And they play here in Chicago at Wrigley Field with Green Day on August 13th. Uh, so if you're a guitarist, hey, now's your shot. Rachel, you and Rabbit, Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to be a part of like a band or like a no. singer? With... <laughs> wow. Here's the thing. I I really don't like being that person that performs in front of other people. Like dancing. Okay, that's fine. But like using my voice or 
playing an instrument, I've never been that person. Um, Twitch is a weird one for me. So going out there on Twitch and doing this this podcast with you really is a stretch for me. I, I like being that person that pulls the strings in the background. Make me the puppet master. I'll write the lyrics. I'll I'll do the choreography, but don't put me out on front. Like, don't put me front and center. Not a front and center kind of gal. Wow. Wait till this goes to, like, video. Uh- I know, right? <laughs> I know. I'm going to have to, like, actually, like, do my makeup and stuff. <laughs> no, not needed. Uh, speaking of things that you can get behind, Oscar Meyer is going to pay you $35,600 yes, $35, <laughs> to get behind the wheel of the iconic Wienermobile. Uh, oh, I want to do that so bad. They're looking for someone who would relish opportunity to get behind the wheel of their most iconic vehicle. Uh, they've launched a nationwide search for its next crew of hot doggers, which are paid spokespeople who drive the, band, uh, the brand's famous hot dog-shaped wienermobiles around the country. The company is hiring 12 drivers to get behind the wheel of the 27-foot-long vehicle, which is equivalent in length to 54 wieners laid end-to-end. Bet you didn't know that, did you? Uh, the hot dogger's main responsibility is to represent Oscar Mayer on a daily basis as they drive the 87-year-old Wienermobile around America between June of this year through June of next year. Um, it's like they're running a PR firm on wheels, according to Ed Rowland, who runs the Wienermobile program. Uh, also, Oscar Mayer has a fleet of six Wienermobiles. Hot doggers will travel in pairs and be expected to host over 200 pop-up events over the course of the year. They'll be responsible for pitching and appearing on local television, radio, or newspaper media. Uh, if you want the gig, be ready to present your driving record. The average driver travels 20,000 miles each year, visiting at least 40 cities. Uh, it's a lot like an RV, they said. Applicants do not need a CDL or any kind of special driver's license. Uh, the role will require hot doggers to work on major holidays and spend a majority of their year away from home. As I said, the one-year assignment will pay a base salary of 35600 with an additional weekly allowance of $150 for meals and personal travel. Uh, they will receive health benefits, 18 days of paid time off, and have all of their hotel expenses covered. Uh, in a typical year, the Wienermobile program receives between 1,000 and 1,500 applications for the 12 open slots, but they've got as many as 7,000 in a single year. Um, Oscar Mayer is accepting applications through the end of January. And they said that bilingual candidates in particular are encouraged to apply. Uh, so you can apply on Austin Meyer. And I know uh, you already said your answer. It's only a year, though. Yeah, and I, I, it, it's not enough for me to leave my comfy house. <laughs> you can't go on a <laughs> But I would love to drive the I would love to drive. I would love to drive the Wienermobile, but. It's not enough, so maybe I can push some other people that I know to drive the Wienermobile. So I could be like, I know the person who drives the Wienermobile. I got connections. <laughs> Go back to the puppet master. Yeah. I wish um, I were an Oscar Mayer Wiener. <laughs> I, you know, if I wasn't, if, if I wasn't doing anything, um, it sounds appealing if I wasn't right. doing it. If I wasn't doing anything. <laughs> um, this is the candy portion of the show. A Florida woman 
filed a hefty class yeah, filed a hefty <laughs> class action lawsuit against the Hershey Company. Um, so, uh, claiming the chocolate maker quote used false and deceptive advertising for its Reese's candies. According to court documents, Cynthia Kelly is suing Hershey's quote on behalf of herself and all other similarly uh, similar situated individuals who purchase a Reese's peanut butter product based on false deceptive advertising. She alleged that Hershey violated Florida's Deceptive and Unfair Trade Practices Act. The issue is not how they taste, but how they look. In the lawsuit, she claimed the Reese's peanut butter products were, quote, falsely represented as containing explicit, carved-out artistic designs when there are no such carvings in the actual products. According to the suit, their peanut butter pumpkins are depicted in the label as having carved-out eyes and a mouth to resemble a jack-o'-lantern, but the actual product had no carvings for the eyes and mouth. Uh, their white ghost bats, footballs, and other holiday-themed candy are also missing the decorative crave, uh, carving, and she claims that many consumers have been tricked and misled by the product's picture. Um, the suit is centered around the following peanut butter products. There are peanut butter pumpkins, the white pumpkins. Uh, I can go on and on and on because there's a lot of different ones, including the winter one of the snowman, stockings, and bells. Um, so, yes, uh, if you, <laughs> she said that she was shopping for it when she saw the pumpkins on display and, quote, believed that the product contained a cute-looking carving of a pumpkin's mouth and eyes. She went on to buy the bag for $4.49. However, when she got home and unwrapped the chocolate, she was disappointed. She said that she would not have purchased the candy if she knew the Reese's did not have the detailed carvings. Whatever. Um, the batter and the You're suing them because you got fat and you gained 10 pounds and you wanted to, you want to get money for eating 10 pounds of chocolate. It's so wrong. If a judge grants that lawsuit class action status, it would apply to, quote, all consumers within the state of Florida who bought the, quote, misleading Reese's products. The matter in controversy exceeds the summer value of $5 million, exclusive of interest and cost, and this is a class action in which the number of members of the proposed class is not less than 100. Hershey's has 21 days to respond to the suit. <laughs> oh, my God. I would be interested because I'm in sorry, I bought those. Thank you during the holidays. I gave them away. I had them on my desk. I don't care. They're they're chocolate. They they end up in my mouth and then into my stomach. What is wrong with people? Is her name Karen? I don't That's know. Rude. I know, but I really think it is. I don't know. I'm kind of curious as to if she has eaten those before, and I'm pretty sure Hershey's would like to know the same. <laughs> so this was the first time you've ever eaten a Reese's peanut butter ghost. Please, those have been around since I was little. Shut hmm. up! Just shut up. <laughs> All right. You know what I'm mad about, and I think it's Nestle that does it. Is they didn't bring out this year the little Nestle Crunch Bells. Ah. I miss those. I like those. They're the right size. They're just like a little pop of chocolate. Hmm. I don't know. That's quite interesting. I don't know if they will bring that back or if it's just like not on the list, but yeah. Hmm. We'll see. Um, hmm. I don't know. People get disappointed with food so easily, and then, 
I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. It is weird. Um, but on top of that, um, there is one more food item tonight. Uh, if there's any chance that you're in a situation ship, uh, the phase where you're in sort of a relationship that's complicated, Sweethearts, the classic Valentine's Day candy from Spangler Candy, has a potential gift idea if you want to get something for your sort of special someone. They are releasing situationship boxes with hearts that feature blurry misprints. Uh, Sweethearts is calling them sweet, muddled nothings, and literal mixed messages capture what singles are dealing with. Uh, the candies are set to go on sale next week. <laughs> I just brought up in a conversation today about the sweet tart hearts. And now you know. <laughs> so, sweet tart hearts, uh, now we're going to have um, something even for those of you in situationships. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but with that, um, the clock on the wall is telling us that we're just about out of time. Did you have any shout-outs for this week? Um, actually, surprisingly, January is a light month for me, probably because everybody knows that I go hard between October and Christmas. Um, no, so I really don't, other than, like, thank you and shout-out to all the people that were on, uh, that are on Twitch, that are lurking in the background, that are listening, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but then we covered everything. Like, yeah. I feel like we're missing the, the dating one. Oh, you know what? We're missing what's trending. Uh, and I will tell you tonight. Um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you see, Don't we have a lot leave of topics, me so. hanging like that. Sorry. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> trending tonight because it was uh, in the U.S. Uh, SmackDown was trending. Uh, the Chicago Bulls were trending. Uh, sort of for... Uh, good reasons, but sort of for bad reasons. Uh, the Bulls uh, had their ring of honor tonight. Uh, and unfortunately, there was a scene uh, during the ring of honor um, where their former general manager, the late Jerry Krause, um, was named to it. And the crowd booed. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it was met with a lot of disappointment and rebuke. Uh, for the Bulls announcers who said that uh, the crowd was classless in doing that. Um, also trending tonight, uh, AEW Rampage, um, Kobe White from the Chicago Bulls. But, yeah, a lot of um, pretty much uh, basketball is trending tonight because that's what's going on around the country. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all we have for tonight. Uh, I'll save the uh, – other stories for next week, but you have no shout outs tonight. Other than just thank you for following us on Twitch and listening in wherever you're at, because we've got people from all over the place. So they're staying up late or getting up super early for us. And I'm talking all over the globe. So thank you. Yes, please. Thank you so much uh, for all of you who stay up and listen to us. I know it is, not easy. We appreciate it. And, um, yeah, definitely uh, we hope that you're able to join us throughout 2024 as we'll be here on Friday nights, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern Time, 9 o'clock Central. 
but like I said, we love you. Uh, we thank you, especially to all of you uh, listening tonight, no matter where you're listening, whether it's here on Blog Talk Radio or on Spotify or on Twitch. Um, be kind to yourselves and to each other. Uh, but for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for joining us tonight. We will see you next Friday night. And as always, thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you around. Thanks for listening to Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 